Lumpkin? No. So there's Blinken in Robin Hood Men in Tights, played by Dave Chappelle. <laughs> His name's Blinken in that movie. Damn it. Blinken? Blinken. That's also like Santa's ninth reindeer. <laughs> unknown. Yeah. Like the if, unknown if, ninth reindeer. If Blitzen got like a DUI or like an FUI for flying under the influence, like Blinken would come out and take his spot. Well, it's good to have reserves. You got to have backup plans. You never know when the reindeer are going to go fucking awry and get DUIs, apparently. He would also always be one of the reindeer in the back because his secret power is, is turning on like a turn signal. Blinken. Goes without saying. Goes with that. And yet you said it. Well, but you do that for the people. I get that. If There's, I don't. It's an audio s- medium. That's the idea, right? If we don't say anything that goes without saying, then we would just sit here in silence for a very long time. And nobody would listen to that other than people with like migraines. Yeah. People with migraines looking forward to that. It's a great podcast. We just don't say shit for a half yeah, hour. People with ASMR fixations, again, would just kind of hear occasional noises in the background as we just did things. Yeah. The dog panting. Yeah. Oh, man. Hope you guys dug the dog panting in the cameo in the last week's Friday Five. <laughs> uh, we always appreciate when Fuck. Schmops gets involved with the program. I never, ever appreciate this. <clears throat> I do. I, I I love Poppy. She's awesome. No appreciation. She's whatsoever. a big walking cloud of a dog Ugh. with no spatial awareness for how large she is. Just fucking clumsy. And, yeah. I, li- and I like that. I, I really like clumsiness in animals. I think it's really funny and entertaining. She she sometimes, like, she kind of reminds me of, like, the Roadrunner where, like, like her legs will just, like, look like they're, like, starting to spin and take off like a bicycle that's pedaling before she moves. And then all of a sudden it's like, zang. Yeah, she and then goes to bit. turn the corner, but like forgets to slow down fast enough, and just like skids into the wall like a kid that's just learning how to ice skate, and then like starts going the other direction. Yep. Yeah, I've seen this exact thing happen, and it is adorable. Can <laughs> confirm. <laughs> Smash. Back. Yeah. Back it up, Frank. Back it up. But hell yeah, that's as good a spot as any to start this show off, man. Hey Agreed. guys, welcome to D two B two Sports. I'm Derek Weber. Derek. That's Nick Sager sitting across from me. Hey, Nicky, cover Winkler in bees. That's where I'm sitting. That, that's right across from me. Right across yeah, from you. In the underground. dab in the underground. Week we're eight, ba- Dees. Yeah, we're back. We're reconvened. Reunited in the basement. After I like convening. A, I did like convening. You know, like the Zoom worked out nice last week. I'm glad we were able to do it so we could still bring our picks to y'all. But it is nice to be reunited here in the underground. It is. It doesn't quite feel the same doing it over internet. No, not quite. Video chat. Not quite the same. Let me ask you this. Were you even paying attention to the Zoom screen at all? Um, Were you looking at me? I was looking at you most of the time, yeah. I was never looking at you. Oh, yeah? You were just doing other things? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm usually, I've got something going on on my my laptop. It's like a a point of reference that I use while we're... Yeah, see, I've always just got my notepad. Because oh. I'm always monitoring our levels on here anyway. So I actually had, like, you in the minority. And, uh, like, I, I kind of was more watching, like, our brief little levels that were popping up on the screen, which wasn't much to work off anyway. That's but, solid work. But, yeah, we got the job done, though. But it is hype time because we're sitting here on a Thursday. We got to do this a day early because I got to work tomorrow morning for some silly reason. Ah. Shit happens. Can't win them all. That's the real world, you know? I got to do stuff. So we're doing our Friday five a day early. We're still going to drop it on Friday, so for y'all, it'll be right on time. If anything, it'll be hours earlier than you normally receive it, where we normally have to drop it mid-afternoon. 
I'm going to drop that shit like it's hot bright and early in the morning. So you yeah. have to wake up with a Friday fiver. If this were a Domino's pizza, you'd have to pay us double because it's going to be 30 minutes early. Yeah, big time. But mm-hmm. it is not. So it's free. It's not even food, actually. It's true. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. This will not feed you. Uh, if you plan on this being physical sustenance, you should replan your day and put actual food into yourself. It's good. Good advice, Deez. Thanks, man. You know, I'm here for the people. Don't ever say that you never learned anything from this podcast. That's right, folks. That's it. That's it. That's what I'm Entertaining here for. or not, you can't eat this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like those Uber Eats commercials where some different celebrities are pulling, like, glue and lipstick and, like, weird things yeah. out of bags yeah. and being like, this isn't food. Not food. Yeah, it's like that. Food. Not yeah. food. This is not food. <laughs> Envelopes. We had a hard time with envelopes one Oof. time also. Yeah, I could see Nick accidentally eating an envelope. We learned that was not food. Food, definitely not. Nope, that is a device used to mail stuff. Like food. Yeah, like you could mail food in an envelope. I mean, it's not like the <laughs> best place to mail food. Maybe like seeds, you know, you could just mail a bunch of seeds that you grow food with in an envelope oh, pretty effectively. Yeah. Or Skittles. You could mail Skittles. Oh, you could mail some Skittles, yeah. I'm yep. like, I don't, I don't know, totally know that I would trust eating the Skittles that someone just mailed to me. Why? A variety of reasons. Name one. Uh, it seems unsanitary. How? It's in a sealed envelope. <laughs> I don't know what was in the envelope before. I don't know. How, are you concerned with people reusing envelopes? Are the envelopes? Skittles still in the bag of Skittles, or are no. we just talking free Skittles? No. No. Yeah. Free-flowing Skittles. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. I would not trust that. If they were still within the bag of Skittles in the envelope, I'm game. So it's not the envelope you're concerned with. You're concerned with the Skittles themselves. Yeah. Not whether or not something was already in the envelope prior to it I being I guess so. What, if you received an envelope full of Skittles, what color would you want them to be? I mean, I'd want the assortment. I like no. the I like the rainbow. It's man. not an option. I like to taste the rainbow. Mm. Uh, I, I guess I'd go with the purple. Absolutely, the grape though. I that's think that's the best one. That's the right answer. I think that's the best one. I like the purple and red combo, but I like the rainbow. I like to see all the colors. Yeah, yeah. You're a man of principle. Hey, man, you got to have your principles in this world. Got to. The only way. If we had a bag of Skittles, I would say we could flip it right now to see who goes first. Friday Ooh. Five style. Friday Five flipperoo. I have not Skittles. Uh, that narrows it down to not too many things. Because basically most things in life are Skittles or not Skittles. That's true, actually. I, I think everything on the planet is, in fact, either Skittles or not Skittles. That's accurate. Quick recap. Last week, Dees. How'd Mall you do? I don't remember how I did. Please tell me. Colts money line, loss. Sick, good start there. Uh, I was also on Colts plus two and a half, which was also a loss. As a matter of fact, it's not often that we're on the same side of something, but this time we were, and it actually led to their starting quarterback getting benched for the remainder of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Ryan shut down, shut it down, Matt Ryan. So, listeners, if there is anybody in the NFL that you would like to jinx. Perhaps email, comment on any of our forms of medium and what quarterback you would like to see get benched for the remainder of the season. And uh, Dees and I will both bet on him and you'll get jacked. I nominate the Eagles right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we can try Quickly. to jinx the Eagles, but I don't. I don't think it works when in our heart, like. I think we have to genuinely believe what we're saying in order for the jinx to actually take effect. I guess you're probably right. You can't just do intentional radio sabotage. Yeah, right. Like, just, I, I wish we could. It'd be sweet. That'd what if be a we mailed surprise. Jalen Hurts some Skittles? 
Ooh, I think we'd freak him out a little bit if we mailed him just a, just mailed him a bag of Skittles. That's a terrifying proposition. Yeah, it'd be really weird. Like if I had NFL to... quarterback. To be fair, I don't think he's the one collecting his mail. I'm pretty sure someone would screen that mail and throw it away before Jalen Hurts even knew that someone sent him a bag of, a thing of Skittles in an envelope, a loose thing of Skittles in an envelope. Are you claiming that Jalen Hurts like permanently lives at a summer camp? No, I just think he's like got, the like... counselors make sure no one's mailing him candy. No, I think it's more like he's got someone that's like his house attendant who probably collects his mail and shit for him and like cycles out nonsense. And mail or collector. Agent or publicist that all of his fan mail gets sent through. Like, would we have to, would we be obtaining his home address in the process of sending him skills? Mail collector slash dietitian handles all of his. I just think he's got people that are going to prevent the Skittles from getting to him. Like, not in a light way of like, <laughs> oh, God, not Skittles. More so just like someone's going to be like, this is a rubbish envelope. We're going to throw this away. They wouldn't even open it. Wouldn't, wouldn't even consider opening it. No, I think they'd open it and be like, there's nothing but Skittles. We're just going to throw this away. Here's a better question. If you were the guy that did handle his mail and you opened the bag and it was Skittles, would you eat the Skittles? Well, I think I just went on record and stated that I probably wouldn't you, eat the Skittles. You wouldn't even do it. I don't do think it. it changes if I if like suddenly I have a job working for Jalen Hurts. Well, like, I mean, that actually presents an opportunity where you would open a letter that had Skittles in it, because in your current lifestyle, that's probably not going to happen, I guess, is what I'm getting lower at Lower likelihood in my current lifestyle than, I suppose, if I'm Jalen Hurts' mail collector. Okay, let's. now this is actually a good one. What if you were Marshawn Lynch's mail collector? Ooh, yeah. No, that guy has to filter out some Skittles. But that, they're probably yeah. all still in package. I mean, I would think that if you're handling Marshawn Lynch's mail, there's less potential that it's just straight up uh, poison or something. Yeah, no, that it's just fans who like Marshawn. Problematic. It's just like a dude that's like, this guy likes Skittles. Let's hook him up. I think... Would you eat those Skittles? I still think I'd pass on those Skittles, but I'd be way more tempted. Hmm. Well. You're a tough customer. A tough customer, you know? As we said earlier, if you don't have your principles, what do you have in this world? Skittles. Some Skittles, hopefully. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Loss, loss. Uh, Seahawks, Chargers, under 50. Do you remember how this turned out? Wasn't this a really high-scoring game? This was a absolute barn burner. Yeah, this... Yeah, sweet. this yep, lost that one big time. Substantially sweet. over 50. Um, Pistons plus seven at the Knicks. Oh, that was a big loss. That yeah, loss yeah. also. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Tony Pollard to score a touchdown. You got shut out last week. I don't Oof. know if any of these Oof. came yeah, through, uh, right? Yeah, a big, a big goose egg for your boy over here. Oh and four. Oh and four. Yeah, tough break there. And I assume my parlay went bad too. Parlay went bad as well. Uh, one out of three, you got correct on the parlay. Ooh. You get the, the Giants. Giants plus three. Uh, Texans plus seven. Did not come through. Dak over one and a half touchdowns. Did not, Did come, not through. come through. Yeah. Um, after my Colts plus two and a half lost, Commies plus four and a half outright win Ooh. over the Packers. Uh, Bucks TD first score. This did. Did you see any highlights from this game? Um, no, I did not. First play of the game that they will first offensive play of the game for Tampa Bay. Tom Brady throws about a fifty-yard bomb to Mike Evans that bounces off his hands with nobody within 10 yards of him, and then he plops it around the 15-yard line for a couple times before it hits the ball, hits the ground for an incomplete pass. And then not only did they not score a touchdown on that play, but they didn't even score one the entire game. No touchdowns. Not even a single – it took Carolina. It's the 
Bucks. I told you that team was a mess. We got to get to a point where I stop doing this, where I stop like making claims and then somehow later on in the episode submitting a play that just counteracts what I just said because I've done this numerous times already. You're playing both sides. I said, <laughs> God damn it. I said, did you just scratch your face with a credit card? Yeah, is well, that a credit card? It's actually a Top Golf gift card. I was gonna flip eventually once we got to that point. I found something flippable. All right, on me. Yeah, yeah. But I had it in my hand. I had an itch on my face anyway. I figured I'd throw some ASMR into nice. the microphone. You know, just like help the people. You did it all for the people. I do it. I do it all. It happened for the to satisfy my my tickle. But in the wise words of whomever said it, I put on for my city. On on from who did say that? I don't know who's at that. I don't either. But that we should. young Jeezy. Ooh, I think you're right. I think I'm right too. I very much think you're right. Well done. Bucks TD first score. They'd never got one the entire game. Damian Pierce over 65 and a half rushing yards for me. That was never in doubt. I think he got over 90. Props stay hot. Props still stay hot. With hot. The prop. But also my third week in a row would go in two and two. So we have successfully found mediocrity. Perfect. On my end, at least. Right in the middle. Very mediocre. But hey, still no loss, still no losing weeks for you. No losing That's weeks. Solid. I mean, you're talking seven weeks worth of picks now in which you've not had a losing week yeah. yet. So we're keeping the party going there. That is a party. And I like to party. God. And speaking of parties, I've got the top golf gift card I'm going to flip around. Okay. So Since we're guy- speaking of parties, and one of those top golf gift cards, one of the sides has a magnetic strip and the other one does not, I'm going to propose the notion that we call strip or no strip. Strip or no strip it is, my friend. Mm-hmm. Call it in the air. Strip. No strip. Busted. Busted. Big bust. But I like the energy and enthusiasm you had for the naming of that flip. <laughs> and because I like that energy so darn much, I'm going to go ahead and go first. I'm going to lead off. Rip it. I'm going to grip and rip my... Yeah, grip and rip. That's, that's, that's a golf reference. Exactly. That's yeah. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I try real hard out here. Uh, today's theme of my bets is the Game of Thrones series of bets because oh. winter is coming. And, I hate uh, winter. I also hate winter, man. Makes me regret living here every year. Every year, if this time of year comes, and I'm just like, man, I just want to live somewhere warm. Man. <laughs> I just want to. I just want it in my bones. That's all I want. So, the first leg... Of my three bets here, not a parlay, just the regular bets here. And my lone NBA bet of the week, because doing this on a Thursday, I didn't want to make any bets on today's action, since I won't be uh, revealing this to the world till tomorrow, and I don't want y'all thinking I'm a big fat cheater. Raptors minus one versus Philly. This, uh, this game is tomorrow? This Friday is, night game? This is a Friday night game. Uh, the, the Great North, uh, the North remembers Toronto Raptors out here. Uh... Minus one? You know, if they're going to win, they're probably going to win by... Uh, one? I think by... Uh, yeah, I can pu- I can either push or I win. <laughs> but uh, I think the Raptors win the game, so therefore I think it's likely that it happens by more than one. So, And it just fits the Game of Thrones thing so nicely. The, the, the North remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I, always, I also just kind of like the Raptors. Like, I just... It's just a team that I find myself... Wanting to see do well. And, as noted on this show before, love me some Scotty Barnes. So you're telling me that this has nothing to do with Drake whatsoever? 
Unrelated to Drake. Yes, that is correct. It's a bummer. Indeed. Yeah, I'm sorry to bum you out, but this, the truth is the truth. Hit me with a bat. Oh, I got a couple. I don't necessarily have them ranked, but I suppose you're going to disagree with every single one of these, by the way. Love that. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily see you being on my side in, in any of these games. But, wow. That's all right. I'm not terribly, terribly concerned about that. I mean, I went 0-4 this week, so yeah, you shouldn't really be that concerned whether I, could I be, agree I don't with know. I could not. be wrong, too. Maybe maybe we'll land on the same page here in some, some aspect. Um, I'm going to go Raiders, Moneyline, over the Saints. They're only one-point favorites, so I'm basically just not... What's the exact opposite of what you said, I guess? But there's, I think there's much more likelihood of pushing a one-point game in the NFL than the NBA. So sure. I'm willing to lay just 10% juice to go to minus 120 money line rather than playing the Raiders minus one. Um, I, I think we're just basically talking about two teams that are going in different directions, right? The Raiders were very banged up early in the year. They were suffering a lot in terms of guys that weren't getting on the field. And uh, coming off a couple of good games, right? I mean, we, you, you and I both thought that Houston was going to give them a little bit of a game last week. Raiders beat them by 19. Uh, Raiders played to a one-point loss against Kansas City in a game that was hard-fought until the end of the game. Uh, they actually went for two with only a, yeah. a short amount of time on the clock. Didn't get it. Basically ended up losing the game because of that by one point. Um I don't see any reason why Josh Jacobs wouldn't continue having big games. Josh Jacobs is, right, for a guy who some people thought was just straight up going to get caught before the year started, uh, Jacobs has put together a hell of an offensive outburst this season. The Saints don't pressure the quarterback. 27th best pressure rate in the NFL. That would likely lead to Devontae Adams having a big game. And no matter who they troll out on offense, whether it's Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, God, they give the ball away a lot. They that sure team, do. Just, if, if you were to rank the most important things for the Saints to do, holding on to the football is not in the top five because they give that shit away all game Well, I, I don't know why. That seems so surprising. Coming into a season with Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton as your potential quarterbacks, I would have felt like ball security was going to be one of the givens of that team. <laughs> I would have thought that would have been like the one sure thing. Like, we don't know if we're good or not, but we know we're not going to turn the ball over with the combo of Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. Who could have seen this coming? It's interesting how much, like, I'm curious if we're going to learn that NFL quarterbacks, I'm sorry, NFL coaches actually matter a whole lot more than we originally thought. Because I know we know that there's a lot of value to NFL quarterbacks, but, I mean, who would have seen this much regression from both the Saints and the Buccaneers in the same division. It's, it's pretty absurd. Like, I mean, a, a, a Tampa Bay just lost back-to-back games to the Steelers and Panthers? I mean, what the... F- yeah, the NFC South is one of the weirder stories of the NFL because, yes, the Bucs and Saints are way worse than people thought they'd be. The Panthers are even worse than people thought they'd be with already low expectations around them. And the Falcons are overperforming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Like, just... No one was right about any of the four teams in that division. Anything. And some team is going to go 7-10 and 10 and win that division. I know. But, yeah. Bizarre. Well, Very that's where bizarre. we are. Raiders money line. Raiders money line. Dig it. My second bet. And this is, I'm calling this the Red Wedding bet. 
because I, I dragged it because I think the point spread is going to be even larger than the number I picked. But I only dragged it so far because, you know, I just got to mitigate some level of risk. I'm going to be honest here. I've never seen the show Game of Thrones. But it seems like, from what I gather, which is strictly from trailers and commercials and overhearing conversation, that this would have been a perfect place for you to make a dragon reference. Like, why don't you say anything about dragons when you drag a bet? Wouldn't that be a dragon reference? It's You make a fantastic point here. No Instead question. of a red wedding reference? I mean, I don't know yeah. what that means, but... Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We are. We're going to edit on the fly here. I'm going to leave it all in I, just because I like to show the truth to people. So, because that actually it. helps me make my parlay into the red wedding parlay. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, that's a, this is what sounds way better anyway. It has a lot of flow to it. So, we're going to call this the dragon bet with the dragon. Nice. I'm going to drag this line. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, I'm going to call this the dragon bet, dragon align, dolphins minus six and a half over Detroit. Ooh. Dragged really? it further. I mean, Detroit's just gonna get mollywopped by like Really? This is a defense that's been getting scorched all season and the con- like how the hell are they gonna contain the combo of Waddle and Tyreek Hill? That secondary can't defend those two. Um I wanna share something with you. Please. I like when people share things with me. And I don't know what the, the Lions defense is going to do to stop the Dolphins offense. But I do know that Jared Goff's splits in home games and road games are legitimately unbelievable. Like Hit the, me. in terms of how good he is at home versus how poorly he plays on the road, it's it's I'm not kidding, it's it's hard to believe. Um three road games this year at Dallas, at New England, at Minnesota. He has thrown 228, 229, and 277 yards. So I guess you could probably average that out to about 245, seems about right. One touchdown, four interceptions in three games on the road. Pretty bad. 240-ish, 245-ish, one TD, four picks on the road. At home, 256, 378, eight touchdowns and one interception. Hot damn. So, I mean, <laughs> the difference at home is preposterous. That is quite insane, sir. But I, uh, I'm, I'm sticking with my guns. I dragged hard against the Lions. So hard. Dragged hard because they're going to get scorched like the dragon's flame. <laughs> I also feel like a dolphin is like the polar opposite animal of a dragon. Yeah, pretty opposite, yeah. Yeah. yeah if but, someone said, what's the opposite of a dolphin, I might say dragon. No, but I like the dragon and dragon thing. You were right about oh, that Oh, I'm with part, that, so too. I'm working with it. But yeah, the dolphin is not very dragon-like. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to stay uh, stay in the NFC South? Or do you want me to come travel up north with your Game of Thrones picks, I suppose? Ooh, are we going to do it? Stay in the South and we can do the North versus the South. Oh, Okay. What's the theme of the week? Well, it's not going to... Well, okay, actually, that will work, believe it or not. That will work with what I've got going on. That'll totally work. Um, Okay. Well, listen, we we briefly touched on this, and I can't believe that I'm doing this, but I'm doing it anyway. Uh, uh, Panthers plus four and a half against the Falcons. (laughs) This is what I like. Take a team that sucks, trade away all of its good players, and then let me bet on them. 
apparently. Yep. Fire the coach. Get rid of this best running back in the NFL. Now I want to play them. Now's uh, the time. <laughs> we strike at dawn. I don't I I don't really care that the Falcons are six and one against the spread. I think that's one of the most fool's gold stats in the NFL. Uh the, the Panthers play well against teams that don't have a pass rush, right? The Falcons don't have a pass rush in any way. Um, without Christian McCaffrey, Deonta Foreman looked fine last week. Chuba Hubbard looked fine last week. He's probably not going to play. These were both guys going against Tampa Bay's defense, which no matter what I said about the fact that they're missing their coach, that, that their defense is still a lot better than the Falcons. ton better. Um, Falcons have a good D-rush. I'm sorry, the Panthers have a good D-rush. And Atlanta just seems like they don't particularly value throwing the ball at all. It, I think Marcus Mariota attempted 13 passes last week. Ooh. Right? So, I mean, if you give me four and a half, that's a gets me above three, gets me above four. You basically basically saying that Atlanta has to win this game by a touchdown. I mean, I think it's a lot easier to surprise people by covering spreads that you aren't expected to cover when you're an underdog versus when you're a four and a half point favorite. For sheezy. That's where I am. Take Panthers it. plus four and a half. Right on, baby. Right on. My next one is the Battle of the Bastards, because these two teams are both... This is also a Game of Thrones reference? Yeah, yeah. Also a Game of Thrones reference. Battle uh, of the Bastards? Uh, top three episode of Game of Thrones, the okay. Battle of the Bastards. According to you? According to me. Okay. My, th- this that, guy's that, personal that opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my personal power rankings, ooh, P4. I know. I... <laughs> nice. Person- oh, three. Just two. Personal power rankings. That's where's the third one? Let's <laughs> <laughs> do. Yeah, bad, bad. I like it. You called it four initially when it's not even four words. <laughs> My personal power rankings is four words at least. Only uh, two of them start with P's. But yeah, all right. Personal power rankings presented by My Pillow. That's a P four. Oh no. All right, Billy well, Mays would be very Bill, proud to Billy Mays sponsor here. our show. Billy Mays might be proud of this bet also because it's also his third best <laughs> Game of Thrones episode ever. Yeah, but Billy Mays has good taste, so I would presume so. But this is a over forty point five in the Jets Patriots game because <laughs> this thing's going to be a bloodier shootout than people think. There's going to be some points going on, and it's the battle of two of the bastards of the AFC East, which is clearly and predominantly owned by the Bills. Yeah, anybody but the Bills is a, is a bastard, bastard in that division. Exactly, yeah. So it's a ba- the battle of the bastards over 40 and a half. I can't figure out what's going to happen in this game. I was talking about this a little bit off air, but I find it so weird that the, the Patriots just got shellacked at home on Monday night by the Chicago Bears. And, like, every sports book is like, we don't really care. Yeah. We still think they should be favored on the road against yep. the Jets. Five and two Jets. Like, how do you – I don't know. It just seems weird to get smoked by Justin Fields and have there be, like, no reaction to the betting line the next week. It's really strange that the Jets and Giants are now a combined nine and three. I know. And still not being respected in Vegas, like, at all. Um. Both those lines are silly this week to me. But I think they're eleven and three. Yeah, did I do bad. I, did I do bad math? No, yeah, I did. Yeah, they are eleven and three. Yeah, it was bad math. Bizarre. It's, I, that's by itself, bad. that's bizarre. 
And, yeah, and both underdogs. <laughs> yeah, it's like Again. so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Two of the best record teams in the NFL, both just underdogging it every week. But anyway, yeah, I uh, I didn't know what the hell to touch in terms of the spread on this game or money line or anything. Yeah, it but I like but I like the me. but I like more points on the board than forty point five. All right. That I mean, the, that was the one thing I found myself interested in betting in this game was like that score being higher. I can also wind up seeing it being a twenty-seven point total, also. But like, right. Like I could see that world, but I, I I'm on the over. Three of the last four games that Jess have played have been against backup quarterbacks, <laughs> and this one could also, I guess. I mean, Bailey Zappi could start this game, although I don't know that he would actually be considered the backup if he starts. Yeah, that's a weird scenario too. That's definitely one of those weird scenarios in the NFL where Mr. Zappé could just be taking over the the team. Taking it over. Taking it over. McCorkle, you're out of here. It's such a ridiculous fucking name. <laughs> McCorkle and Zappy. Oh, man. McCorkle and Zappy sounds like a TNT procedural, right? From what's, like, a, what's a procedural? It's like a show, like a, like a detective-y show or like lawyer-type show from like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Like Law and Order is considered a like procedural drama. Uh, like this Frank, one's... Franklin and Bash, Rizzoli oh. and Isles. Yeah. Uh, McCorkle and Zappy. Yeah. Fits right in here. McCorkle and Zappy are like, like one is like the town sheriff and one is like the prosecuting attorney in like some backwoods Appalachian town. Yeah. Where, like, oh. everybody is hooked on opioids. Yeah. McCorkle is a former New York City DA who got, like, banished from yeah. practicing law in New York for yeah. some crazy reason. Ran and moved out to of some town. small town in Manta- Montana yeah. where he's now, like, the district attorney for this small town in Montana. And Zappy is the young, zany detective, like, a very Mel Gibson-type detective, like, wild card, alcoholic. Yeah, who, like... Came up like through like the wildlife preservation. He was like the the head sheriff in a national park. Yeah, yeah. I'd watch that show. I would never consider watching this show. <laughs> Actually, you're right. I wouldn't watch that show, <laughs> but I'd want to watch that show. <laughs> but let's get back to the matter at hand here. That's enough about the battle of the bastards. Do you remember what team I said was the the most overrated four and one football team a couple weeks ago? I said, I said, what's the worst 4-1 football team in the NFL? And you said the Giants. And I said, no. Yeah, no, I don't remember who you said in response, though, because you uh, were instant with it. You were like, no, it's blank. The Vikings. I said it was the Vikings. All right, you, you were wrong about that. Who I don't think, well, the, uh, I was making the point because I thought they were going to go to Miami and lose. And they went to Miami and won, even though Miami gained 224 more yards than they did in one of the most obscure games I've seen in ages. But we're not, I guess, we're, listen, when something doesn't work, most people fix it and do something different. No, You're not me. Down? Not me. I'm going right back at it. Yeah, I'm going right back to fading the Vikings. I'll take the Cardinals on the road, plus three and a half. Nick with a big fat D2 here on the double down. Double down, baby. Uh, the Cardinals are legitimately a much, much better team when they have DeAndre Hopkins on the field. It's staggering what he does to open up this offense. And... Listen, I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but the, the Vikings really struggle against teams that can pass the ball, right? I mean, they had a great game against Aaron Rodgers in his first week of the year with getting used to a bunch of no-name receivers. But then they got torched by the Eagles. Uh, it, the Cardinals are going to be able to put up some points. I'm unimpressed with this Vikings team across the board. I mean, I don't really know what they are that makes them not a 500 team. 
other than they've just beat some shitty teams early in the year, right? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. The Vikes. But here's the th- here's the flip side of that is, yeah, that part of this is definitely coming out of weird wins against some shitty teams, but they're going to continue to play shitty teams because they're in a division that's terrible right now. Yeah, that's fair. Like, Green Bay is drastically worse than the world thought they were. Chicago is just as bad as we all thought they were. And the Lions are worse than people thought they were because everyone drank the fucking uh, Hard Knocks Kool-Aid. <laughs> Every year. It was so weird coming into this season because so many people were riding so high on, like, the Lions. And I was like, this is not normal, and people are going to be wrong about this. The uh, the Vikings only had 234 yards of offense against Miami. And that's a Miami team that blitzes a ton. The Cardinals blitz more than anybody in the NFL. Kirk Cousins is not a guy that you want in the pocket while he's getting blitzed. I know he's got a couple good safety valves and Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen to a certain extent, not as much anymore. But he's also not exactly a protector of the ball in his own right, especially when he's got a lot of guys coming at him from a different directions unexpectedly. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe Minnesota, maybe Minnesota wins at home, but if you're going to give me three and a half points, I'll take that. Game on. I, I certainly agree with your point about Arizona with or without DeAndre Hopkins. That's a team with the NFC West being underperforming across the board, minus Seattle slightly overperforming. That's just just like the NFC South is wide open because of weird performances to start the year. So Arizona's right in the thick of it. Uh, could get themselves right throughout this middle stretch and back end of the season and wouldn't need that many wins to win the NFC West that coming into the season people probably would have guessed needed 12 wins to be won. That could still be the case. We'll see what San Fran ends up doing, but they don't impress me that much either. Yeah. We, I don't know. We That's see. a weird division. Yeah. I mean, most teams have 10 games left. Some t- teams have 11 games left. A lot to be done still. But uh, so We're going to pause for uh, station identification nice. in the form of me running the, the Gym America. Jim America, Nick's on the run, and while he does that, I want to tell you guys about all the sweet schniz we have going on here at Good Fun Media. Of course, you know all about our Friday Five, dropping every Friday, making gambling picks, and then mostly in the NFL, me sometimes being a renegade, jumping over to the NBA. But, uh, you know, we're also going to be dropping our random other silly shenanigans at some point on the Monday through Wednesday stretch every week. We also have our two other shows, The Morons of the Multiverse, a Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom podcast discussing the multiverse at large from gear and music and characters of superpower origins and no superpower origins and just mixing it all up in deep dive fashion about what we love about Marvel movies. That drops every Wednesday. And you can also find our sitcom fandom podcast after the laugh track discussing sitcoms sometimes individual shows and things we love about that show sometimes categorically through rankings and other fun games talking about all the sitcoms through history that drops every thursday all part of the good fun media empire so let's talk props my man it's prop time prop o'clock i mean prop o'clock and the props don't stop so you're still undefeated on your props, so let's start with you. No, I lost the. F- I'm undefeated since week one. Ah, gotcha. All right. Etn over twenty four and a half receiving mm. yards or something. That was the play where. 
he, he was actually over the limit, and then he had like a negative five-yard catch that ended up causing me to lose. <laughs> That's a tough break. It's a unique way to lose a that prop is, bet. But that is indeed a unique way to lose a prop so it bet. Goes. But a What's lot, worse than all that? the same. Like if you have like a, a quarterback rushing yard prop, and then they like kneel at the end of the game and you end up losing, that would be worse. That would be worse. Um, Maybe not, though, because at least that like is an expected part of the game. Sure. Like You're not expected to catch a pass and lose five yards. A situation where like Some you, someone catches a touchdown that you needed them to catch for a touchdown prop bet, but like some really stupid penalty happens on the play at the same yeah, time, yeah. so it's just negated. Something like that's comparable, that I suppose. But yeah, man, let's talk about your prop. So as it. always, the, the biggest challenge for me was just narrowing it down to one. There's always a couple that I like. Um, so after some debate, internal uh, debate, that is, I landed on uh, my boy, also your boy, uh, Gabe Davis, over 57 and a half receiving yards. I was considering, I like Raheem Mostert against the Lions. Raheem's, uh, I think it's only 60.5 rushing yards. That was really intriguing against uh, the Lions. But... I'm going to go with the guy that I think can easily get this done on one catch. Like, there aren't a lot of guys in the NFL where you throw out a 50-plus receiving yard prop, and you're like, yeah, that's one catch. Yeah, that could but be. But that's, that's le- le- legitimately one catch for Gabe Davis, right? Um, Green Bay's pretty weak in the secondary outside of Jair Alexander, who I have to figure is just going to shadow Stefan Diggs all game. One would think. All the other receiving options in Buffalo are not exactly living up to – Expectations. Isaiah McKenzie's dropping the ball all over the place. Khalil Shakir's somewhat intriguing offensive weapon, but not to the point where I think he's going to take targets away from Gabe Davis. Give me one big play, and we're home. One big play, and he's home, mm. baby. Mm. And who like who likes going home? We do. <laughs> I like my home a lot. I I'm like my coming. pajamas. I, I like do. my couch. Yeah. I like all those things. The underground. The underground. Uh, my prop, for the first time this season, I've drifted away from quarterbacks entirely. Oh! And, uh, this, in fact, is sticking with my Game of Thrones theme. Mm. Uh, to continue this one, because this guy has been icy cold like the winter <laughs> all season for me. And it was some, this, he is my equivalent of the final two seasons of Game of Thrones that I had such high hopes for. Just didn't pan out. And was fully invested in, and it just didn't pan out. And that's Najee Harris. Wound up with way too much Najee Harris coming into the season. Has just been a complete disappointment all season thus far. Big time. So I'm taking the under 48 and a half y- rushing yards. Against the Eagles? Against the Eagles. Because this is partially, I think, they just wind up behind so early, there's just not room for a shitload of carries. Yeah. Um, that, that's kind of my angle on that. That's fair. That, and he's a complete and utter disappointment. That's fair. I can get behind that, actually. I can get quite a bit behind that. Yeah, he has been an utter disappointment to me. Just like the final two seasons of Thrones. The final two seasons of Thrones. I'm trying to pop this up real quick. Really, the final season. The second season is not completely terrible. The second to last season is not completely t- terrible. Just uh, hit and miss. Whereas the final season is just full scale bad. Like, what happened? So you guys had it. It was all right there. The Eagles have allowed the seventh fewest yards rushing this season. However, 
They give up the fifth most yards rushing per carry. Interesting. It's a weird dichotomy. That is a weird dichotomy. Five yards per carry people run for against the Eagles. But giving up the fewest yards just means that they're just like Always out to an early lead. Yeah. 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 That is, yeah. It's interesting that we both diagnosed that at the same moment there, where I was just like, yeah, it's just a bunch of early leads. I would have thought their their defensive line was more stout. Jordan Davis, some other, well, I don't know. Interesting. I can get behind what you're doing anyway. Yep, that's my prop. And uh, it's time for parlays. Prop. Eh? We be parlaying. So we've been getting a little bit too creative. We're just going to get back to our roots here. I'm going Nick's going simple. Nick's back to his roots parlay. Simple, straight up, three-game money line parlay. We talked about the Cardinals earlier. We're going to grab them. I also did a three-game money line parlay. Get out of town. I wonder if we have, well, we'll find out. Indeed. Uh, we talked about how I feel about the Cardinals. We're going to throw them money line into the parlay at plus 165. Uh, we're going to take the Giants plus 135 at Seattle. I have that one in mind. Uh, I got plus 140 on it. Solid. Well, I got 135, so I'll, I'll, I'll grade mine at Sucks 135. Sucks to suck. It's not going to be a major difference. No. no. The, uh, the, <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Like when, when They're going to start losing at some point, but I don't know why it would be this week. Sure. Yeah, I've just... a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball for the Giants and the Seahawks. But the all right, let me let me throw a trivia question at you. Are you ready? Ready. Can you tell me what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, your boy Najee Harris, and James Robinson all have in common? No. They all have fewer rushing yards than Daniel Jones. <laughs> I like that stat a lot. Legit, yeah. I really like that stat. Thank you for that. And uh, Seattle's running defense is absolutely piss poor. So, uh, yeah. And a piss poor run defense against a very resurgent Saquon Barkley also seems like bad news bears. And Daniel Jones, who also ran for 100 yards last week. The Giants had 200-yard rushers last week and one was a quarterback. Fuck yeah. So, I don't know. Danny Dimes should be more like Danny Dash. You want to get... Nice. The incredible Dash and Dimes. Dash and Dimes, D2 in it. So if you're giving me a positive money on the Giants, I'll take that. And then I rounded it off with uh, 49ers or minus 125. I don't know. McVay just doesn't know how to beat Shanahan. It's pretty much that simple for me, right? That's, I, I that mean, that's what it seems to be thus far, indeed. He, he can't figure out how to beat Shanahan, and I'm kind of inclined to think that Shanahan just lets CMC turn loose this week. Getting some negative press about whether or not that trade was necessary. Might be a Shanahan thing to do to say, okay, I'll show you what's necessary. I mean, to be fair, you know, he was in town for two days when they played last. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's a full week of practice with yeah. him now. Yeah, that stands to reason. Mm-hmm. The Rams are coming off a bye. McVay, I like McVay off of a bye. But we talked about this last week. I don't know how much that matters when you don't even get to practice that first week, right? It's just just having a week to not get banged up is all it is anymore. That is nice, though. Yeah. Don't uh, don't undervalue the week of rest for people for sure. Um, yeah. So as mentioned, so those three so, take me to plus ten twenty. Fuck yeah, yeah. Yours is a much uh, bigger number than my parlay. So you went two dogs and a favorite. I went two favorites and a dog. Nice. And my dog is the G man, so it's not even like a massive dog; Ooh. it's a small dog. But uh, as mentioned, I have been coming in not so hot recently and most of the season. So. Trying to t- turn the ship around. Got to be a little conservative when I'm trying to like write write my uh, ledger, if you will. I, I get back in the black. 
Like yeah. ACDC. Yeah. Back in black, yeah. what you say? Fuck yeah. Uh, I like that reference a lot. So with that in mind, I've got a plus 540 on my parlay. Uh, G-Men money line. And then two more money lines here. Uh, I've got the Bengals money line okay. at Cleveland. No Jamar Chase. Yeah, I, I found that out after I made this already. It's like <laughs> like we we found that out as like we were about to press record, but I, I had already made my bets for this. But eh. I'm going to stand by it anyway. Whatever. I'm going to ride with it anyway. And um, Jags money line over in London. Oh, it's a home game for them. Yeah, <laughs> that's that fucking was, England, dude. That was my fucking angle. <laughs> it's like uh, London is unofficial Jags country. Like, might be more Jags fans in London than there are in Jacksonville. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Most popular American football player in Europe. Yep. Coming for that ass. Big God, J- big Jags W. Denver has been, uh, you know, shitty all season. And hopefully this is the last time we'll have to see Denver as the only team playing football at a given time. Uh, let's get Denver back into the 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games the rest of the season. Just like I'm so muddled with other having... football games. Like, I know this isn't primetime because it's 9.30 a.m., but it still feels like prime time. It feels just as gross that he's yet that the Denver Broncos are yet again going to be the only team aside from their opponent playing football. Well, it, it just in call it time slot. It's another nationally televised game. Sure, that's there the best go. way to put yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. There's no other yeah option. Yeah. How have I been forced to watch the Denver Broncos five of seven weeks? God, they suck. Brutal. Russell Wilson has more bathrooms in his house than he has touchdowns this year. Yeah, that's a fun set. I saw that on the interwebs the other day. It's a fun <laughs> one. Fun one. Yeah, it's a, I don't know. It's what a disaster. What a disaster. And I don't understand why. It, I, does that co- Is that coach that bad? Is that all it is? Like, is Nathaniel Hackett that horrible of a coach? Oh, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. This is one that we're going to look back on in two years and know the answer of exactly what was bad and what went wrong. It's amazing because their defense is, like, top five in, like, everything. Sure. And they suck. Yeah, and they're still team. fucking terrible. Now, how annoying is that, right? Terribly annoying. Yeah, yeah. Ah uh, yeah, so those are my three par- my three money line teams: G Men, Bengals, Jags. G Men, Bengals, Jags. What's the opposite of a jaguar? We discussed that a dragon is the opposite of a dolphin. What's the opposite of a jaguar? My dog Bruno. Your dog Bruno. That's I was it's I was gonna say. Dog. Yeah, it is. I was gonna say like a dingo. So it's pretty close, I guess. Yeah, we're on the same the same yeah. path here. Yeah. I was going with a tiny cowardly little dog. What's the opposite of a forty nine er? It's like it, I have no idea. Some dude with a mustache during the gold rush. What's the opposite of that guy? Uh, like someone that owns a paper mill, <laughs> like John Rockefeller. Is that like the opposite of a Forty no, er It's like a tax guy, an accountant, yeah, like an accountant. <laughs> yeah, or may, or maybe like a uh, like a tax attorney. Just mid. No, I think accountant is good. Just like middling out a nice slightly above average salary every year doing something boring as shit. Yeah, that's the opposite of going digging for gold in the Wild West. Yeah, I think so. And getting into saloon gunfights. Yeah, well, when you put it that way... Definitely the accountant is the opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the 49er gets into, like, saloon gunfights and blasts bottles of sarsaparilla while, like, the accountant just hops on his Peloton. Yeah. Man. Those are opposite activities on the weekend. Opposite activities on the weekend for sure. Do you want to talk DFS? I would or do you want to keep talking? I would keep talking about this for a while. I mean, I... Because I want to hear what the opposite of a Viking yeah. is also. Ooh, opposite of a Viking. So we're talking like plundering and sailing about, 
and shit like that. Yeah. Um, Northern European. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, great question. Opposite of a Viking, I'm going to say would be like a bartender or a server at a TGI Fridays. <laughs> And not like the new and improved version with Gronk as uh, 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 holding it down on a sponsorship and like doing shots again. No, the boring level Fridays right now that's just like a wannabe app. No flair. No flair. But yeah, just like serving people and pretending to be happy about it at some shitty franchise. It's good. Unless they want to sponsor us, in that case, awesome franchise. I was envisioning like some type of El Salvadorian drug kingpin. Mm. Is the opposite of a Viking. Or a Dormouse. A Dormouse? Yeah. What's a Dormouse? Like a mouse that lives in a door? I don't really know what a Dormouse is, but I hear it referenced a lot. Usually related to Disney. Mm. Like, would Jerry was the mouse in Tom and Jerry. Would he be a Dormouse? I don't know. Or wait, was the mouse in Alice in Wonderland a Dormouse? That one makes more sense to me as a dormouse than Jerry, who's a house mouse, because he's running all over the house. House mouse and house cat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, frenemies for life. So let's talk DFS. Which one of my DFS? Do you want to hear the absurd DFS lineup or the other? A blue one or blue two DFS lineup? Which one do you want to hear? Well, I want to hear both. Ooh. So let's do this. Let's have you go. I'm only going to really get into one of them. And I'll just wrap yeah. off the other Yeah, one. let's have you deeper. And I want to hear the deeper analysis on the crazy one, and then you can rattle off the more sane one. They're both weird. Cool. Well, you just <laughs> you decide whichever one of those is more sane and give me that one in the quicker format. Okay. I, w- I want to hear your madness in deeper f- form. Whichever one you think is more bananas. Uh, $5,500 Jared Goff. <laughs> All right. Starting right in. Well, I'm investing in a Detroit Lion again. I, uh, I, 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 I talked about how, much, how good he is at home relative to how bad he is on the road. This has got to be a build that's not going to be common. I can't envision the Lion stack being one that people are just lying <laughs> up to play. <laughs> no, sir. I also cannot imagine that. And uh, I don't know. Miami's defense does not particularly impress me as much as... They have potential to, I suppose. In the wise words of Shania Twain, that don't impress me much. Says what's the opposite of Shania Twain? Ted Nugent. Oh, could be. Kanye West? Mm, Big Daddy Kane. Ooh, Big Daddy Kane's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Big Daddy Kane. That's the opposite of Shania Twain. Yeah. Okay. Right, that works for me. $5,500. Jared Goff. So solid price tag for a guy that in his home games has thrown has averaged over 300 yards a game and multiple scores per game. Yeah, so. particularly when if you cover all of the offensive weapons that the Dolphins have between Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, Mike Kosicki, Raheem Mostert, like they're, they're going to give up some points. So you got to come back and score some points, right? It's true. But I think that people are going to be more likely to line up on the Dolphin side of this game than the Lion side. So I'm going to hop on the Lion side. Yeah, I mean, you know, as you heard me drag it earlier. Dragon. Yeah, my dra- my dragon dragon. Ooh, my D2 of the day. Oh. Hey, it's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. Dragon dragon. <laughs> but my open my quarterback for my daily fantasy, Sam Ellinger. Oh. 4K. Four, Longhorn. Uh, 4K? 4K. I like that. 
I know. That's why I like. I was scrolling mainly because I just wanted to know the price tag. I was like, in my head, I was like, if it's anywhere below five grand, you have to consider playing it. And then when it was all the way down to four. It's like, yeah, you got to build one around this. Maybe I want, I'll, I'll build some others throughout the weekend, but I wanted to build one with this cheap of a quarterback just to see what other liberties I'd be able to take after that. Ellinger looked fairly accurate in the preseason. He's at, he, he can get around. He's mobile. There's also a little thing where I feel like quarterbacks that don't have much tape out on them can randomly have a big pop-off sure. single game or two while people figure out what the hell they are. And uh, against Atlanta, that's no. Feel- Washington. Oh, yeah, even better. All right, cool. Against the commies, I feel like he could certainly have a day. And for four grade, four K, felt like it gives me so much room to do cool things with other uh, parts of my lineup. All right, this is fun. I'm excited to see how this how this comes together. Nice. Yeah, we're gonna find out. Uh, straight up dog, undervalued. Might as well just keep forcing this guy in your lineup every week, no matter how popular it is, until his value, until his price tag goes up. Sixty-five hundred dollar Kenneth Walker. Oh, that's my next running back too. Perfect. Nice. Yep. This is, I mean, this is going to be what goes sideways for the Giants if they lose this game, right? If they lose this game, it's because Kenneth Walker can just keep moving the chains, grind out first downs after first down after first down. I don't think that he's going to get a lot of big plays, but no. I could see him getting a lot of chunk. 10 yards, 12 yards, 10 yards, 8 yards. Yeah. I could see that happening all day long. Yeah. How is this guy still below 7K? It doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. But yeah, I agree. Just keep making this investment. And Once he's above 7K, we can talk about it. And even then, if it's slightly above 7K, I'm still going to be interested. But yeah. sub 6,000, you got to buy in. I, his, his last two weeks, he has 44 carries for 265 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. It's a $6,500 running back. Like, yep. Yeah, all right. Yeah, get me in that so, game. Nice. Dig it. Yep, that was my first running back as well. So give me your RB2. I'll just keep going. Fuck uh, yeah. <laughs> it's another guy entering a position where he should be getting a lot of carries and the price tag is still low. Uh, Deontay Foreman, Carolina running back, $5,300 at Atlanta, an Atlanta team that is certainly vulnerable to getting punished on the ground a little bit. It's looking like Chuba Hubbard might not play this week, which opens the door for this to be even more advantageous, although that also makes him even more owned. But still, I mean, he's the guy that was getting... He was doing more with fewer carries last... He didn't score last week, but nonetheless, I mean, he still rattled off almost 20 fantasy points, 118 yards on 15 carries. And that was against Tampa Bay, which is clearly a more stout defense than the fucking Falcons F2. Fuck yeah, F2. Nice. 5,300. Yeah, I, uh, it's actually funny. I had him, I had him in my lineup as well until I had went so cheap so many other places that I wound up with an extra two Gs left over at the end. So I bumped up to Tony Pollard and changed another thing. Nice. Afterwards. But I was like, I've built so many other cheap things. So I'm glad you've got him in because I want to talk about It's always nice to cover as many of the cheap guys you can. So I feel like that's where you really excel in DFS, when you crush a couple good cheap guys. It is. So with that in mind, I'll move to my RB2, which is Tony Pollard, 6,100. Yep. Um, Zeke seems doubtful to play this coming Sunday. He, he's been talking like he's going to play, but I think that's just player speak, right? Like they have, sure. They're going to buy next week. They're playing the Bears. Like 
Why would you play him this week? Yeah. And just risk him getting hurt when he can just take a couple weeks off and do his thing? It seems ridiculous. I would agree. Not to mention, I expect them to wind up with a decent-sized lead and just be continuing to run the ball. It feels like fodder for Pollard to just crush it along. Yeah, and he's the kind of guy that does. He doesn't need 20 carries to be productive. Nope. You know? Sure doesn't. What's the tag? 6,100. Yeah. Yeah, I like that price tag for Pollard. Wide receivers... Talk about them. I've got two really cheap ones, so I'm excited to see what you're doing. At I only have one fairly cheap one. Um, I started out with Devontae Adams. Solid. Marcus Lattimore's not looking like he's going to play. The Saints are very vulnerable to giving up big plays through the air. And Jesus, I mean, that's exactly what De- Derek Carr and Devontae Adams like to do together, right? They sure do. Price tag's heavy. It's 8600 but... I mean, this could easily be like a buck fifty-two touchdown kind of game for Devontae Adams. I think this is an undercover over game. It's a high total. It's forty-nine, but there should be some, there should be some fireworks in this game. I think. I would also think of big fireworks in this game. Yeah, I mean, I always love a Devontae Adams play. For the record, I, I meant to bring this up a second ago. Uh, last week, I predicted Kenneth Walker would be an incredibly cheap value as the number one fantasy DFS running back overall. He finished number two. Ooh, so Behind close. only Josh Jacobs. Yeah, so but close. still dirt cheap. Fuck yeah. All over that. Nice. Uh, my first receiver's on the cheap side here. I got Paris Campbell at 4,500. Yeah, there's st- your stack. My stack with Sam Ellinger. Um, Paris Campbell's had a couple really quiet weeks this season, but otherwise has had a pretty effective season for them. Gets a decent amount of targets overall. And in that matchup, I'm hoping to see a lot of offense feel like the team's good. I'm, it's all in on the hope, and I wanted to do a cheap receiver in the stack here rather than go like Pittman. Um, I feel like a lot of times when you see a new quarterback take over. They're going to the gravitate week, towards someone, and you don't know who it's going to be. Yeah, the first week, yeah. it's never like the wide receiver one you expect it to be. It's someone that they've gotten more reps with in practice yeah. and training camp and those types of things. That nobody Paris Campbell is very well of that caliber, that he certainly would have been with the second team in some reps. No, that's a good take. That's I can... I can completely get behind that thought process. And for forty five hundred, just a yet or so with a four thousand quarterback and a forty five hundred receiver already in place, and a little teaser coming up. I have another receiver at forty four hundred coming around the bend. Ooh, baby! I had some big spending left over aside from those items, so it was a lot of fun. So, so there's Campbell there. I'm going to stick with my my mini stack in this Raiders Saints game, and I'm coming back with Chris Olave as my number two wide receiver. Chris Olave still leads the NFL in air yards. Both quarterbacks love throwing to this guy. He's only $6,000. Assuming there's going to be some fireworks in this game, it's going to come from him. I don't think this is suddenly going to be a game where Michael Thomas, A, plays, and B, if he does play, just erupts for some offensive outburst. This This is going to be an Olave game if there's a lot of points scored. I agree with that. This is the game that if, for some reason, Michael Thomas plays, he's relatively ineffective and quiet. But, yeah, I, I love the Alave play. He's been playing really well. He and Andy Dalton seem to have some chemistry going. Dalton drops back and just stares at Chris Olave right away. Yeah. And it's not like he's waiting to look at his second option. He's just waiting to decide when he's going to throw the ball to Chris Olave. Yep, that tracks. The Red Rocket loves locking on to one, ty- mm. one target and launching. So uh, my next receiver, is that where we're at? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, 4,400. Oh. 
Uh, this is on the DK Metcalf seeming unlikely to play situation. Um, as Nick alluded to earlier, I think there's fireworks coming in the Seattle game. Um, Lockett is dinged up, too. Lockett's Lockett not is, 100% yeah. healthy. Either. Lockett is also dinged up. Uh, Goodwin had a good week last week. I think he's in for a solid couple weeks if this uh, if the main two of the receiving core are dinged up and unhealthy. Like yeah, Goodwin's the guy at that point. I've got him in my other one. Nice. Fuck yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, and for 4,400. So again, nice. I've got for a combined 8,900, I've got two of my receivers. So I wanted to get a piece of that game as well, even though it's not one that I really targeted with this lineup. But I threw in a, a, another. I did this last week. I'm not. I'm not giving up on this. I threw in a forty-seven hundred dollar Wandale Robinson. Uh, listen, Wandale Robinson had eight targets in the first half last week. Caught six passes for fifty yards. Got a little bit dinged up early in the second half and didn't play a whole lot later in the game. He's basically, without question, the Giants' best wide receiver. Now, I don't know what that's saying when you're comparing him to Richie James, Marcus Johnson, and Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony, who now plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> However, it's a fun guy to watch, right? He's a little skippy. He's a little slasher. He can get in the open field and then make things happen after the catch. There's definite opportunity for a big game out of a $4,700 wide receiver in Wandale Robinson. Fuck yeah, I love that. His name also sounds like a Star Wars character. Yeah, I like that a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah, Wan Wandale. apostrophe Dale. Yeah. Wandale, definitely Star Wars-ish. I'm into that. Hell yeah. My wide receiver three, this is where the spending got to begin. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 7,400. Oh, I, I, hey, I told you how much. <laughs> yeah, Nick. How different of a team that is when he plays. I agree. And I love it. And I had him stashed in two of my regular leagues. And it was really nice to see him come back and play that well like right away. Gangbusters. Just man. like immediately. Like 10 catches. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, fuck yeah. He's just back. All right, sweet. Um, that was a guy I was bullishly high on, on draft season. Cause I'm like, this is a wide receiver one that's going in the fifth round. If you just have the patience to sit on him for enough weeks, fifth round, sixth round, he was going in, whatever. I don't even remember exactly where I got him an auction for like $12 or some nonsense like that. It was yeah, absurdly that's, cheap. that's a banger. That's a good deal. So love, love it. You know, it's uh, I had to wade through the suspension period, but that's over now. He's on the football field and he's going to ball the rest of the year. It's going to be a shitload of fun and a lot of reward for me going forward. So I wanted to get him in my DFS as well. And as you mentioned, I, I think a lot of points in this game. This is where you like to mix it up. Is this where I go to my defense? And yeah, let's go to de- out? yeah, let's go to defense here so we can get the sexy players in to end it. Okay. Well, I, it's, I'm on a different side than you. I took the commies. Ooh. So I'm optimistic that the you know the commies can generate some pass rush. They made Aaron Rodgers look like a fucking asshole last week. So if they can keep that up and do the same to old Sammy slinging That's Sammy true. E. But if uh, a few teams have made Aaron Rodgers look like an asshole this season, though, I, well, I know. That being said, uh, only twenty six hundred dollars are the fourth cheapest defense on the board, which you know I'm going to do no matter what, right? Yeah. Like I'm going to have the cheapest defense I can tolerate. Yep. Every single week. I respect it. I totally do. Um, and also, Aaron Rodgers makes Aaron Rodgers look like an asshole kind of often also. But that's a whole separate yeah. conversation. But lo- love how you get down on the cheap defenses. I always like the idea of a cheap defense and then wind up being frugal enough in other spots to just kind of like pull the trigger on a decent one with a great matchup. So that's why I, I try this next week. That's why I pick my defense early. 
So I don't get there and I'm like, oh, I've got more money than I thought. Mm. Like, I picked the defense See, quick. I always do it like halfway through. I'll get to a point where I'm like, oh, yeah, I should get a defense locked in at this point. But yeah. um, I took the Cowboys for 4K uh, for Chicago. Just They've been a crazy scoring defense in fantasy terms all season. Uh, they're, they are great at forcing turnovers. And Justin Fields is fucking awful. A great defensive line against a terrible offensive line. Yeah. I mean, that's just also, a yeah. recipe so, for a good game so from all, the defense. Yeah, so I'm all over. Get myself some points on the defense this week with the Cowboys. Like, I think that's the time that one could argue it's worth ponying up for a defense. If you think it's a, such a good matchup where you're going to get a legitimate chance at a pick six, at a good scoring play like that, Yeah, where it's like you're getting wide receiver three value out of your defense – I think it's worth considering the extra investment at that point, but I, not, would, I like your I like your stance on this more often than not. But I think there's room for a counter argument for the right defensive matchup. But it is a bit of a crapshoot. I don't think you're wrong. I would just look at it. I, I would maybe view the cause and effect in a different direction. I would say that kind of I guess like the way that you landed on this. Like I would only be willing to spend more on a defense if I felt very confident in cheaper options that I filled the offense with. I guess right. Fair enough. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But cool, man. Well, I haven't stacked Jared Goff yet, so you can probably cons- entertain the notion that my tight end is, is TJ Schmackenschmin. Schmackenschin. The Schmeeshme Schmackenschmin. Miami Dolphins give up the 26th. They said they have the 26th ranked defense against tight ends. A lot of weird injury concerns with other guys on the Lions offense. Everything looked like DeAndre Swift was going to play last week, and then he suddenly didn't. Amon Ross St. Brown got hit in the head and then passed concussion protocol and then they wouldn't let him back in the game because he passed concussion protocol and never had a concussion and now apparently as of Wednesday of the next week he still hasn't passed concussion protocol even though he never had a concussion so I don't know this is going to turn into a weird thing NFL wide where you're gonna get. You're not. not you're not gonna play because people are gonna be afraid you have a concussion when you don't even have a fucking concussion. So yep. I don't know. Well, that's what happens when uh, it's it's a rapid overreaction. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's where we're at. That being said, I mean that leaves a lot of opportunity for T.J. Hawkinson. Tons. And if you're gonna, it's a unique way to stack this game by going quarterback tight end. I think. Hell yeah, and uh, Hawkinson still comes in at a pretty cheap price tag. Forty nine hundred. Love that. Schmack and schmoons. Schmack and schmoon. Uh, my tight end, also cheap and also from that game, but is Mike Jasicki for $3,800. Yeah, you can have some fun with that, too. Yeah, I just I, I just like the price tag on this one so much that I took it. Um, any player on offense that is sub-4K and is playing against the Lions is worth considering. And uh, so, yeah, Mike felt like a fun play. To me, what? So all that's left is my flex. I had six G's left. I spent fifty nine hundred of it. I had to get a bring back with my lion stack, and I I was actually kind of surprised that I could squeeze in uh, Raheem Mostert for fifty nine hundred bucks against the worst rush defense in the NFL in the Detroit Lions. Uh, Mostert's over twenty points two of his last three games. He gets goal line carries. He gets work. He's averaged. 17 uh, well, just 17 carries per game in his last four games. Also can throw in a couple different receptions a game. 5,900. 
Rock fucking salad. Mostert. Uh, Most- I bring back in the uh, Finns game. Nice. Raheem Mostert is a guy that I definitely plan to get into a DFS this weekend. I've only yeah. built the one so far. Plan to build a couple more. I'll definitely get him in one of those lineups because I love this play as well. Uh, yeah, we've covered a lot of the sweet, cheap guys the, between our two lineups. I like how this has worked out quite a bit. And uh, that brings me to where I spent my money. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, 9100 Oh, word. Yeah, lo- love my big boom flex at the end. So you've got a nice little mini stack with Hopkins and Jefferson in that game. I do. Yeah. Yep. All right. I can get down with that. Yeah. Again, if that one goes high scoring, I have the ace receiver on each side of the ball. So hopefully we're just looking at big points, big yards in that game. Bada bing. Bada boom. Any uh, closing thoughts on DFS or other guys that you think are noteworthy that maybe we didn't squeeze into these lineups but would be great Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, a great player. Fifty-seven hundred dollar right. Daniel Jones. That's Fuck that's yeah. how I put my other one together. Nice. My other one, I've got a Jones Barkley stack. Okay. Which yeah. hit me the rundown on that real quick. Jones Barkley stack. My Seattle bringbacks. I've got Kenneth Walker and Goodwin. Ooh, fuck yeah! What's the Goodwin price tag? Forty-four hundred. Oh yeah, I have that one. Duh. I know, but I thought yeah, maybe forty-four hundred worth repeating. Just wanted to talk about it. It's, I do really like talking it's about it. It's a good it. time. Yeah. Um, I've got Deontay Foreman in that lineup as well. DJ Moore. Uh, listen, <laughs> DJ Moore is only $5,300. I don't care how bad of a year he's had. He's a talented wide receiver. He broke out a little bit last game, and the Falcons just got annihilated through the air. So there's reason to be optimistic about a $5,300 DJ Moore, especially when it helps you get an $8,500 Tyreek Hill into your lineup against the Lions. Hell yeah. Because if you're looking to – I mean, if you're looking boom or bust, that's probably the best guy on – in football at all, DFS-wise, is Tyreek Hill, right? Sure. Especially in an indoor turf game against a defense that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, real bad at football. Um, I stuck with the commies defense-wise, and then Irv Smith is a fun little tight end against a Cardinals team that is definitely prone to giving up. I mean, Jawan Johnson scored two touchdowns at tight end last week. Fantastic point. Like the Irv and cheap, Smith play. 3,500. Hell yeah. That's it. That, that's a froggy lineup, too. I dig it. But once again, dog, we've done it. We Friday fived our way through it. There's uh, all the bets that one associates with the Friday five. There's some DFS action. Now we just got to talk Survivor. Dallas. Nice. Philly. I've lost this three weeks in a row, by the way. Oh, I don't damn. even know. I shouldn't even be allowed to comment on this anymore. That's right. Yeah, I haven't done it's well horrendous. either, but it's fine. We're making picks anyway, dog. It's no worries. <laughs> but that's what we do. It's part. Of, we built it into the program. It stays in the program. I'm going Philly. I agree. Keep it live. Philly? You haven't used Philly yet? I haven't. I haven't either. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to dedicate a couple minutes to what the foundation of the title of our show was when we initially came up with this between D two and B two? Yeah, let's talk like deep, deep dives and bad deep bats. dives and bad beats. Bad beats. This is this is a bad beat that I had last night. Oh please, I love I love these stories. This is it's a good thing that I wasn't watching this game live because something might have flown across the room, like Ooh. a. Uh, Anything. A bottle, a chair, an umbrella, a Viking. If there was a Viking in the house, I would have thrown him across the room. So I had a <laughs> I had a nine-leg parlay last night. All Basically all props. A couple different puck games. It's all basketball and hockey-based, right? So I had the Islanders minus one and a half at plus 164. They won 3-0. Oilers minus one and a half at plus 186. They won 3-1. to one. 
Steven Stamkos over four shots on goal, plus 110. That hit. Tyler Hero over three threes. That hit. Anthony Edwards over 20 points. That hit. Anthony Davis over 20 points and LeBron James over six assists. Those both hit. The one that did not hit was Dennis Smith Jr., 15 or more points, who finished the game with 14 points and missed back-to-back free throws with 2.8 seconds left in the game. Ouch, man. Brutal. Do you know what the odds were on this? I mean, I assume he's around an 80% free throw shooter. Do you know what the odds on the on the parlay was? Oh, I do, but only, I don't remember. You texted me the number. It, it was, was just over plus 32,000. <laughs> so it was a $7 bet that would have won 2,240 bucks. And won nothing because this guy bricked two free throws with less than three seconds left in the game. Man. <laughs> that is a devastatingly bad beat. Yeah, that is a brutal bad beat. B3. B3. One free throw he could have made. Astonishing. But we're running it back. We've got some madness for tonight along the, along the same lines. Nice. Hell yeah. Love, love some madness. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys out there so much for listening, as always. All the guys out there. All the guys, the gals, everyone out there. If you're listening, we thank you. It's awesome that you're doing it. That's so freaking cool of you to do it. It's so nice. Like, you're just pressing play. And listening to our voices talk and ramble. And, like, that's fucking sweet of you. Nice job. Your homework assignment is to come up with what the opposite of Dennis Smith Jr. is next week. (laughs) Opposites is going to be our theme Uh, next week. That'd be a good basketball player. I'd be like Mark Price. (laughs) (laughs) Bob Cousy. Anyone that can make fucking free throws. (laughs) Ramil Robinson. I like that those are the names you came up with when thinking people that can make free well, throws. Well, Ramil Robinson made back-to-back free throws to win the national championship when they were down by one against Seton Hall in 1990. Nice. That no, 1989. Oddly specific shout-out to Ramil Robinson. It, there was like roughly three seconds left in the game. It was like the same scenario. So okay. he drained them both instead of this asshole. Making, yeah, all right, there, that's the opposite. All right, I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down. God. I'm smelling what the Nick is cooking. <laughs> that's our theme next week, opposites. Opposites? Yeah. I don't know how you're going to make this work. but you're We'll figure it out. It. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Uh, it's, it's going to be totally fine. It's going to be awesome. We did pretty well with National Animals and National Lampoon. That's more oddly specific than opposites. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's true indeed. Um, but yeah, make sure to blast us in the comments. Hit us up with how dumb we are or how smart we are. Or, or how much you hate Demis Smith Jr. Yeah, any of those thoughts are fine or other things are fine. Five-star yeah. comments are pre- or five stars are pretty fucking groovy. Also, what candy you would be comfortable eating out of an envelope other than Skittles? Oh, yeah, I definitely want to know about that. What's a like... candy that you would eat fr- from the mail? Yeah, so, you know, I think Starburst because they're then individually wrapped. Like, if it this was a bunch of like, Starburst loose from the pouch, but they're still in their own wrappers, yeah. I'd eat those out of the mail. No, that's a valid point because if you're worried about someone getting inside the envelope, obviously nobody could get inside the Starbucks wrapper. Of course not. Yeah, those things are impenetrable. Yeah, solid. And uh, They're basically birth control in the form of candies. I think that's exactly correct. I think you are somehow 1,000% accurate. Thank you. Fucking Nick is wise. And I think that's the right wisdom to leave this show on. So on that note of Starburst being the birth control of candies, <laughs> we uh, hope you listen to D2B2 Sports again sometime. And as always, you stay classy. From the Impenetrable Podcasters. MP2? Mm.